0: All right, welcome back to the Imstead podcast. This is your eMed coach, Dr. Scott Wieters, coming to you with another hot episode of our podcast. Um, We're taking things in a little bit of a different direction. We've always been an audio podcast, just because I think that's such a fun and unique instructional uh, mode to go into. Big fan of podcasts. Uh, We're moving today into a little bit more of the AV episode. And so I I brought in an old friend of the show with us to come in and share some pearls that, He's learned in some techniques that I think is really going to surprise a lot of you. And I think walking away from this, you're going to be like, I've got to do this. So um, today on the EM Stud podcast, we're bringing in a friend, Dr. Ben Smith. Uh, Dr. Ben Smith is the ultrasound director uh, for the emergency medicine residency program in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, He's also, I think, a self-described maker and fixer and engineer, hacker, coder, Uh, You might have known him from his website, uh, Core Ultrasound or Ultrasound Jelly, which is his Twitter handle, Uh, but Ben's been doing some amazing work for a number of years, and so I'd like to welcome to the show Dr. Ben Smith. Ben, thanks for coming on with us today.
1: Hey, thanks for for having me on, Scott. I'm really excited about this.
0: Yeah, so Ben and I, we, uh, we got to meet each other back, uh, I don't know, it was like 10 years ago at the ASEP Teaching Fellowship in Dallas. So we spent a couple of weeks together. And, you know, you go to those things and there's just a few people that you really hit it off with. And Ben was one of those guys for me. And we've kind of watched each other's careers and, and spoken together and done some projects together. And so I just kept up with him through the years. And then, you know, I, I kind of got back together with you at ASEP. So um, if you attended ASEP virtually this year, there were a lot of really good talks, but I tweeted this out because I still think hands down, the, my favorite talk of ASAP was, was Ben's talk. And so I thought it was vulnerable. I thought it was engaging. I thought it was uh, real. It didn't seem like prescribed or awkward or forced. It was just like really from his heart. And um, the other thing that I think was done so well about it was the instructional methods that Ben used, the AV. Was crisp. It was amazing. His eye contact with the screen was like, how did he do this? And he used a lot of different techniques that we're going to learn about today. But Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this talk and kind of your genesis and how this got to be going? And then we'll get more into the specifics of why I thought it was such a good talk.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. This, uh, I, Actually, I have to say that I've long been interested in AV stuff and so like I, I've been like a sort of an amateur photographer for a while. And so I, I actually like really relished when I when I heard that was gonna be a virtual ASAP, I was like really excited about it. Um, I, I was excited about setting up the AV, getting a, getting the lighting right, getting the getting the video and the audio right. And uh, I think that uh, a basic understanding of, like, uh, of lighting out of visual w- will really help either either an educator or, or a student who uh, potentially could be doing an interview over Zoom, which is what we're all doing this year, so.
0: Nice, yeah, I think um, we're gonna go through and give some examples of some, some good and bad AV techniques. Uh, you're probably gonna look at my AV technique and be like, yeah, he tried, that was cute. Uh, but Ben's really going to show us how to make it polished, how to make it well done, and really add some pop into the the AV into these uh, virtual meetings and interviews you might be going through. Uh, so Ben, why don't you start us off with kind of some of those good and bad examples? Walk us through what's what's going on.
1: All right. So I thought I would actually start out with my worst case scenario right here. Is um, I have um, just a couple of things. Uh, so as you see, I started off with my my. I'm using my laptop here. So I've got a a MacBook uh, Pro, it's about three years old, but they have these, these same, you know, cameras on just about every laptop, so it seems. And I have a laptop pretty well below my face, so it's looking kind of up at me. Mm. Uh, my head is framed way low in the shot. Um, I do have pretty good lighting in here, but that's all, about all I've got going for me. You can see the ceiling, got some like uh, wires up here, and I'm using the mic on the, the laptop itself. And when I'm looking at your face, it, it, as you can see in my video feed, it looks probably like I'm not even looking you in the eye. I'm looking down, right? Like it's yeah. just kind of a, it's not a, a position when you're, when you're talking to somebody that, that really develops any trust. You don't develop a rapport with somebody by looking down when you're talking to them.
0: And yeah, you, that's hey, always I, been I hard for me. I just, I, I feel like that's the biggest obstacle is the, the Zoom interface has just, I think, illuminated so many things. And it, it illuminated the power of eye contact which I think is so critical. Like you said, it doesn't build trust when you're you know, down here looking at someone's face and things like that. And so the eye contact's hard. The other thing is this, I, I recognize like I have no emotional filter. Like if somebody surprises me in a meeting, I'll be like, oh, you really <laughs> said that. Oh my, he just really said that. You know, I, I just I just can't do that. So it's caused me to be more just regulated. And so- right. uh, And that comes events. across
1: from, from an interview standpoint, that comes across as someone who is- you know, like reserved and quiet, which, as we all know, at least in specialty that we're in, being quiet is one of the worst things you can say about a student. You want someone who who's a go-getter. You want someone who's willing to go talk to patients and get a good history, and let the nurses know what the appropriate care is for your patient. And, and so, it, you know, it's one of those situations where you you want to come across on this interview very well, and you have fifteen minutes of fame with that with that interviewer, and you don't have much else you know this this interview that's all you got you got the you've already hit you've already hit the first uh, the first batch you've already hit the first the first cut right you already got your interview you've gotten through the application review process now you've got to impress somebody with with how you come across and it just doesn't do well with what i've got here yeah um so I, i'll give you a couple more tips so um so we've got i told you I, i'm kind of looking up in my face so if you were going to sit with the with the laptop uh camera it works fine but i think positioning it number one up at eye level is number one thing i think that that would help out quite a bit and so let me just see if i can uh bring it up just a little bit here so if i mess a little bit better even right there also my head's framed closer to the top of the frame and that's gonna that's gonna give me a whole lot better um impression i'm not like outside almost off the frame i'm right in the middle of the frame now yeah that looks a lot better to me yeah, just that, just that one adjustment. So all it is, just tilt, tilt my laptop here, mm-hmm. and now you're not quite seeing the ceiling. You're not looking up at my nose, which I know I've got a big nose anyway. But if I get really close, I don't know, it's like a schnoz there. So like, it's much worse the closer because you, you know it's a wide-angle lens and it distorts everything. So come back from the lens a little bit and bring the lens up to eye level. It's still even a little bit low below eye level here, just because of the way I have this uh, table here. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: I got a cheap little uh I got a cheap little razor on Amazon, a little stand-in desk that you can adjust, you know. Uh, It's very cheap, like 20 bucks. That's great. I love it. So I can stand uh, up and now I can also raise up the computer if I need to a little bit. So
1: uh, yeah, that's nice. Guy, I I, I was gonna say also you could, you know, I don't know if you still get those uh, PDRs in the mail. They're like the perfect size. Set two of those up underneath. That's pretty much all they're good for. Put two of those underneath (laughs) your laptop, and then you'll have your camera. You want your camera to be right at eye level, straight across. And if you tilt this. The more you tilt this, the more distorted it, it makes your face. You want it yeah. to be um, perpendicular. You, know, you want the screen to be parallel to your face. Okay, gotcha. will be less distortion, and you, want, you don't want to be too close to it. Okay. Um, and I'm using the audio on the laptop right now. Um, I, one really easy thing to do that's free is just to grab your you know, earbuds that came with your phone and put those in. They have a microphone that's going to be right next to your mouth, and that's going to improve your audio quite a bit. You know, the, the room is also almost as important as the, the microphone itself. I mean, you could spend $5,000 on a microphone, but if you have a really crummy room acoustically, it's going gonna, it's gonna to not shine. And gotcha. so, I, I mean, let me just show you what I've got over here. I've got a bunch of clothes over there, and, uh, and that just happens, just happens to be a room that I have a bunch of kids' clothes in. But they're all hanging back there, and they're actually absorbing a lot of the sound. And so right now I'm using my mic, the mic in my laptop, but a lot, but I don't have real super. I don't have a very echoey room. You want to find a room that is pretty small. If it's carpeted, it's going to be better. It's going to absorb some of that reverb. Um, you know, if you had no video at all, the best thing to do would be to get in a closet with a bunch of like coats or cover yourself with a blanket. Obviously, you can't do that with video, but that would be the best acoustically. So this is a good compromise. I've got a decently non-distracting background. My head is framed correctly, and my audio is, if so I put the earbuds on, to be a little better, but uh, as good as I can get it in the situation.
0: Yeah, I actually did, uh, when I pre-recorded my ASAP talk, I went into my closet, and I set up a black uh, you know, uh, blanket behind me, hung it up yep. between two of the racks, and then set up my AV thing and recorded it, and it sounded okay, looked okay. We'll see yeah. what the uh, people that watched it thought.
1: Yeah, that makes a big difference. The, the, the uh, absorption of the second you know, echo bounce, that's what makes a big difference in the audio quality. Um, now, I will say, if, if you are gonna spend a little bit of money, there's a couple things that you can buy. The first thing for audio is gonna be a USB mic. You can buy a USB mic for 100, about $100 or so, and it'll double the quality of your audio. And of course, through these Zoom calls, the audio gets compressed and then decompressed. So it's not gonna be perfect as if you recorded it on your computer and send it to somebody. But it does improve it, and I think you know you can tell. There's a ton of Zoom calls on, like all these interviews I watch on on TV now. You could tell the people who actually have a nice mic versus using, yeah. you know, their laptops. You it's can. just the laptop's very tinny sounding. It's just not the best. It doesn't come across the best.
0: Which it's mics so- do you uh, recommend? If we so we're using the earbuds, what do you recommend after that? Like next level, I want to kind of get into this, but not drop the bank.
1: Yeah, the next level is going to be Audio Technica has uh, a mic. I think the one I have is called the AT2020, it's about a hundred mm-hmm. bucks and it's a USB mic. Now, if you start to go in, if you want to get real super, super high end and get into like XLR and interfaces, that's really complicated. I've looked at that stuff and it, it's like audio engineer qual- uh, quality stuff, but you can spend a lot of money on it and a lot of time wasted. I may have like recorded uh, like an hour of stuff and then realized I didn't have it like set up right. So The USB marks are simple. You just plug them in and then select the mic and zoom. And then you're. And that's
0: what, that's what we've been using. So I've got my, uh, it's like a blue Yeti here. Yep. With a uh, little pop filter on there. And that's, it's been doing me pretty good. And it's not terribly expensive. I think it was like maybe 50 bucks. Yeah.
1: The blue Yeti, that that Yeti series uh, is fantastic. They've got a couple ones. They even have one that's even more compact and a little more portable than, than that, than that one's, that's more like a, like a, one of those
0: eight balls. Snowball, I guess, whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This is the uh, Snowball Ice Blue.
1: Yeah, I've got, so I've got the AT2020. I'm going to switch over to the AT2020 audio and see if you can tell a difference on your end. Okay. All right, let's see. Do you, can you feel like it's any better on your end on the Zoom call?
0: You know, it is a little bit more crisp. Um, the volume is lower, but that's okay. Yeah. You can adjust that always.
1: That's right. And I can get this mic closer to my mouth, and I can speak a little bit louder as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go into the setting for now, but there's an easy way on just about every laptop to increase the volume of your mic um, as it's being you know, um, ex- exported through your Zoom call. Um, so audio, I think that's, that's a simple thing. Uh, even just earbuds alone is a simple free step. But the next thing is going to be one of these Blue Yetis. This is an AT2020, which is an Audio-Technica mic, and I like it. I think it's pretty good. Um, I think it gives a pretty good crisp audio, especially if you record the audio and end up, you know, using it for a podcast or something like that.
0: What do you think about, I mean, people might not have the earbuds, they got the wire and stuff. uh, Yeah, I like the wire, the wire might
1: even be better. I mean, because it puts that mic right next to your mouth with the earbuds.
0: What about the user interface? Do you like interviewing somebody that's got these that's wearing this? I mean, I mean, we understand these kind of things happen. But I mean, is it a is it an upgrade? Is it a downgrade? Is it neutral? What's your view on that? That's
1: That's a tough one. That's a tough one. White complements my very, very super pale white skin, so I think it works out well. I don't know. I, 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 I think it's better. I think the audio is a little bit better with that. I guess the earbuds that don't have the wire are a little less intrusive.
0: Yeah, I like those. Yeah, um, I'm a fan of the more clean look. Uh, it's more conversational. It seems like you're more relating. Uh, sometimes, you know, you talk to people like I don't know. Maybe it's a pet peeve. Like my kids, right? I got teenagers. So, hey i'm earbuds in like are you listening to me or like what's going on here so right hard to say
1: all right so that that those are um there's some good points i i hadn't really considered the wire so that definitely is going to change the visual so if you want to have that look and i think that you know just general tips when you're interviewing you want to dress professionally and uh i mean i my, one of my buddies, Sue Dave Minerata, I'm, I'm sure you've met him before. He, he oh, no, Sue Dave's a good friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sue Dave, he's uh, chair of my department here. He always talks about when he was in the interview trail, he remembers somebody coming to an interview wearing white shoes that clearly had been used the day before to mow the lawn. And like, you know, just with a suit, but like then these grassy, you know, shoes. Just So Zoom, you don't have to worry about the pants
0: or shoes at all, but go, look good from the waist up at least. At least, yeah, yeah. Very good. Okay. Um, so we've got that. We've got the connections. We've got the room. Um, I, I really know the, the game breaker here, we're kind of like leading up to this, but the game breaker was when you did your talk, Ben, you made, I'm talking pristine eye contact. And, and it was it was so conversational. It's like you were, you were leaning in with us and then you would kind of think and you would maybe ponder something and then you would come back to it. And I just can't do that when I'm, I'm doing a talk because I've got to look at this green little thing on my laptop machine. And, I, and if I look down to read you, because you do want to read other people, right? That's the emotional intelligence is like reading the emotion of others, being aware of your emotions and then reacting appropriately through that filter. So I can't look at this camera And then I can't look over at you because they're like two different places and my eyes are going back and forth. But you did that in your talk. And I was like, how did he do this? The other thing you did is you had on the the portrait mode. So your background was blurred, but you were crisp. And I'm like, mind blown, man. I got to (laughs) figure out how to do this. So I immediately reached out to you. I was like, Ben, teach me your tricks, man. This is awesome because you slayed that talk.
1: Oh, I, pre- I really appreciate it. So, I, I, I the trick is for the, for, so first of all, for the background being out of focus, that the, the photography word is bokeh. It's like that blurry shallow depth of field. You only really get that with a, a lens that has a fixed focal length. And so, you can either have an SLR or a, you know, mirrorless camera. Even some of the newer iPhones apparently have fantastic, like a large aperture fixed, you know, uh, lenses, some of the brand new uh, iPhone 12s. But my iPhone
0: 5 is not going to do that, right?
1: No, it's going to be just like what I got right here. So everything is in focus, especially there's a lot of light. Um, But if you switch to like an SLR or a mirrorless camera, you can then set up, uh, what I'm talking about here is is the key is is a teleprompter. And it sounds complicated, but basically what you have is the the camera is looking through a piece of half mirrored glass, almost like a two-way mirror. And I can see my secondary mirror, uh, my secondary mirror up here and have your face be right there in the shot while I'm looking into the camera. And teleprompters wow. are not expensive. This is basically an iPad sitting inside of a teleprompter connected to my laptop. And I can move the zoom window up here and look into the shot, and I can show you that. You ready You ready to see it? I'm ready for it, man. Bring it to all me. Right, let's do it. So first of all, I'm going to switch my nice camera here. So I've got my nice camera set up here, and I'm going to move. I'm down here on the laptop, looking down here on the laptop. I'm going to move this up, and I'm going to look at your face right here. So now I'm looking into
0: your eyes while I speak. Wow. That is a game changer just from my user interface looking at you this is a completely different type of a of a reaction and this this you know like you said this this warmth that's inviting you're engaged you're involved and the background is not uh, distracting it's more complimenting and you're like popping out of it um, yeah it's just a, it's such a big difference
1: yeah thank you so I and this is all um, this is all the, the sort of the teleprompter the the setup that I've got here, having a fixed focal length lens with a lo- relatively wide aperture, gives me more of a shallow depth of field, blurring my relatively busy brick background here. And uh, you know, do, do you have to? You know, if you're doing an interview, do you have to look totally professional? I mean, every little bit counts. And when you're talking about the difference, you know, so at our shop we've got seven slots, and we interview typically about a hundred people for those slots, and have seven hundred applications. And these are these are average numbers. These are not like overwhelming. These are in Chattanooga, Tennessee, little old program, uh, you know, small program of uh, emergency medicine. But that's just an example how you know, every little bit helps for your, for your interviews and trying to get over that hump of, is this person approachable? Is the do they look professional? Is the video feed nice? And so maybe it'll make the difference when they're going to put
0: together the rank list. No, I think this just really pops. It stands out in a good way. Yeah. Not like the, the guy with the rainbow socks that nobody remembers, <laughs> but you know, this is what you want right. to be remembered by. Yeah.
1: That's right. Let me uh, actually, uh, if you if you could, uh, I think I can share my screen. Let me, I'd like to share my screen and just show you a quick, uh, just sort of example of how I put this together.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Walk me through it. Cause that's really where I'm kind of like, ah, can I do this? Can I pull it off? I mean, I have an old SLR camera, but you know, I don't know.
1: All right. So I just set up a, a super high-end graphic here for you to check out. So this is just an example. So I've got the camera uh, and then the right in front of the camera, I have a piece of glass, which is a mirror on one side, and the camera can see straight through that to see me. So I'm looking straight through that piece of glass. And then right underneath that piece of glass, I have an iPad that's sitting horizontal, uh, horizontally that is reflecting off that glass, and I can see whatever's on that iPad. And I had this set up with Apple, you can set this up with Android or just about any tablet, you don't even have to have a tablet, you can use a a phone or an external, any kind of external display that you can set up with your computer, and actually we can we can share some links. You can even build one of these uh, just for a laptop. If you have an external, if you have an external camera, you can set it up so that all you do is you put your laptop inside of this thing, and then with a little external uh, USB camera, you can look through the half silver glass, and now you'll be able to look straight through that into the camera. And so here's just I, I built this. There's a couple of videos on on YouTube on how to build one of these. Uh, I'm self again self-described maker. I like to work with my hands, and and this is something I built out of some basically some uh, some wooden shims, a couple of pieces of uh, steel landscaping flags, and some foam board and tape. This is the base of it that I built, and this is right before I put the top on. I don't know if you can really see that on the left picture. You can see how I've got that half silvered mirror at 45 degrees. Yeah. And I just kind of like braced it in there with a couple of pieces of foam board and hot glue, and this is the this is three sides of the box put together. And then I put a top on it, and there it is, basically ready to go right there. Camera's Where did you looking get the
0: mirror? It. How do you get the how do you get pieces of mirror of various lengths? So that mirror is
1: available. It's a piece of acrylic that's half silvered, so it's a little bit floppy. So you have to make sure it's braced pretty flat, um, and that's like maybe fifteen dollars on Amazon. Hmm not that expensive. And this is like a one by one foot uh, segment. If you go try to buy a piece of actual teleprompter glass, they'll charge you like $200, some high end teleprompter glass that has a specific amount of silvering. This is one that's like, I don't know, I think it's like 50% silvered or something like that. It works good enough for the camera setup that I have here. So here's the camera looking through that half silver glass. And then I'm on the other side of that. And from my perspective, here's what I see. So as you see, I have my laptop on the bottom, and above that, I have my teleprompter, and it looks like another laptop up there, but that's just my iPad with my—it's one of my kids' iPads actually, with with the you know the green protector, and then you can see it reflected onto that mirror, and I'm looking at that mirror while I'm speaking, which is pretty awesome.
0: So go when ahead, you go. link these together, um, and and maybe you're going to talk about this. If I'm getting ahead of me, just say wait a second, I'll tell you later. But. Um, when you link them together, I guess you're doing the iPad just wirelessly like Bluetooth thing through with your laptop and then the camera, how do you wire that in as your camera receiver? I might, you might want to go through some of those, like on maybe Zoom or Teams or some of the more common things. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. So the, um, the iPad actually has set up something called Sidecar and that's a new feature with the newest iPads. And if you have a, you know, a Mac laptop that's compatible with it. I think anything since 2016, you can basically plug in your iPad with a USB and it'll actually, you, you can actually set it up as a secondary display. So that's how I have it set up right now. Um, the other thing that you can do is if on Android, same thing, you can connect with a laptop, uh, just about any laptop with an Android tablet and use it as a secondary display through USB. You can also do it through wireless, but it's a little bit more reliable connection through a, through the
0: USB connection. Yeah, so you just go to like uh, display preferences and make that an external display, just like you would an external display and make it another one, huh?
1: That's right. Now, there are a couple of like specifics about how you have to make sure that you're signed in on iCloud on both your iPad and your laptop. And that's all, it's all like written out on I- Apple's website, but it works pretty well and pretty seamlessly. I- I'm, I've been you know, sharing my uh, display here for the past two hours and hasn't lost connection. Again, nice. you can also do it wirelessly if if you want. And then as far as the camera goes, so yeah, trying to get a, an SLR video feed into your laptop to share on Zoom is a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some mirrorless cameras and, S- and SLRs, single lens reflex cameras uh, that are digital have what's called a clean USB out. Um, and various manufacturers, I know Canon has released a piece of software that allows you to, to use your actual camera as a webcam. So you plug it in, USB to your laptop, and then you select it. You run their um, driver, uh, their Canon driver, and then you can select it on Zoom as an actual USB webcam, which is really nice. Nikon has released one as well for some of their SLRs. Uh, various other we- uh, other manufacturers have that same sort of driver built in. The way I actually on mine, though, so I have a, an older Nik- Nikon camera. And the way I set mine up was the HDMI. So I can get a clean HDMI signal out of my uh, of my lot, what's called my live view on my SLR, and so it's an HDMI cable that comes out of my camera, and I have a little HDMI capture card that goes to USB to connect to my laptop. Then, and so I so once I have that set up that way, I can then connect, uh, I can then select the USB feed, the USB video feed, um, in Zoom.
0: Hmm. Gotcha. And you were saying you could also do a simple little. Uh... Like, uh, where do I have it? Yeah, I mean, you could do some kind of like little tripod and put your phone in there and, and put that behind the scenes, I guess. And that could be your thing as well or your laptop or whatever you need, huh?
1: That's right. I mean, technically you could put your laptop, uh, you could have the Zoom call on your phone uh, and, and have that be your you know camera that you're making the call with, have that be behind your teleprompter, have your iPad be inside the teleprompter so you're looking straight at somebody's face. That could certainly work. Uh, the other thing, if you don't mind having a small screen, um, if you use your phone and, and it has a relative, and you put it in portrait mode and put the, you know, the, the the person's face up towards the top of the screen near the camera, it almost looks like you're looking into the camera. So you can totally forego the, the teleprompter setup completely. Um, but it just sort of depends what your, you know, what your budget is and how how nice you want it to look. With the laptop, you know, of course, almost all of the screens in the laptop are above. The screen, and so if you if you want to stick with just the laptop, you don't have to worry with building a teleprompter, or doing any of this teleprompter setup. Uh, you can actually just take take your Zoom uh, video feed and put put it up way up to the top of the screen, so you're looking closer to the top of the screen. It can kind of closer simulate uh, eye yeah. contact. Yeah, it's it's another simple free hack. And I talk about how, you know, of course I built this one, but on Amazon you can go on there if you're if you're willing to spend a couple hundred dollars, you can go on there and get an iPad. Just search iPad teleprompter, and there's like fifteen or twenty options that are about two hundred dollars or less, and they're reviewed on there. Um, again, I don't I don't make any money on any of these. I, these are just options that you can do. Yeah. You know, when when I remember when I interviewed for for residency, I think I took out a loan and spent like eight thousand dollars to travel, you know, around the country to yeah. to look at spots. And so this is. This is a pretty, you know, pretty inexpensive interview season for medical students this year. Just the Zoom calls are effectively free. You don't have to worry about getting a hotel or anything like that. And you know, spending a couple hundred dollars uh, upfront for the interviews, I think actually would, would go a long way.
0: Hmm. Okay, very good. And so uh, if people wanted to build their own and see some other things, you, you mentioned a few YouTube videos of some hackers out there like yourself, some uh, engineers and, and things like that that are out there doing it. So I'll, I'll put those links in the show notes and make sure people have access to that.
1: Fantastic, yeah, I actually really enjoyed building it. The hardest part was sourcing that half silver glass. The rest of it's just foam board and pieces of wood that I had laying around the house. And so getting that Amazon link on there as well would would be, uh, I think it would be nice for those who want to go the inexpensive route. This teleprompter, I think overall, yeah. So overall, I think I spent maybe $20 putting together the teleprompter. Um, I will say that t- to hold the teleprompter up, you also have to have it elevated at the level of the camera. And then the camera has to be elevated at the same level. So you'll have to have, you know, four PDRs instead of just two or however you want to ha- set it up. But, you know, a tripod makes it really easy. You can buy a tripod for, you know, like $15. $15. This is, these tripods are not very heavy. Are these, uh, excuse me, these teleprompters are not very heavy. And so it'd be pretty simple to set them up on an expensive tripod.
0: All right. Well, guys, um, I'm going to make one of these. I'm going to try it out, Ben. It may not turn out as well as, as you have here. And I might be calling you for some consults, but I am definitely <laughs> sold on this and uh, just needed to kind of hear about the AV from the, you know, teleprompter side and then also the camera side and how to get that software together. So I'm going to, I'm going to definitely be working over this over the holidays and uh, try it out. So Ben, something I've been wondering about is um, what, what do you think about these ring lights? So I, I got a ring light here. Um, for my birthday for my dad, and I've been kind of using it. So without the ring light, you know, there's some shadows. And and I kind of set this up behind my laptop. I hear a lot of people talking about it, but you know, what what do you think about the ring lights? Any opinions on these things?
1: Yeah. So ring lights, they I guess they're classically described as uh, I think beauty disc is another word that people use for them. Exactly. Yeah. And so you, you don't want to have a shadow on your face. And so having having light that is diffuse and comes from all directions allows you to have that. Beautiful, youthful look. Um, ideally, if the light were coming from all directions, it would be a large ring light, like around your head, something that, like, from the perspective of the camera, is lights coming in from every direction. Yeah, mine's like in. ten
0: centimeters, maybe. It's kind of small. Yeah.
1: So that's the thing, and I see it, that's a really common mistake. So people like either take their ring light, which is large, and put it far away, so it effect- effectively becomes a point source of light. Uh, or they just have one that's just too small anyway. So there's no way you can get close enough. That ring light might work if it were like around the lens of a camera, like right in front of you.
0: We'll try that out. We'll see.
1: Now, yeah, that might—that's closer. That's close. I think that that could almost get you there. Well, I feel like we're looking through a tunnel now. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're going to buy one, the larger the disk, the better. But the larger disks are more expensive and they're more professional. I think a really simple free hack is just to do window light. So that's what I've got here. So I'm standing standing in front of a a wall of windows here. And it gives me diffuse light. I do have shadow on one side of my face.
0: um, I kind of like a little bit of a shadow, to be honest. I think it just adds definition and depth to it. Right, yeah. You've seen the person It's like, half your face you can't see and that's kind of excessive but I, I like a little bit and i think you've you've captured that
1: yeah some character i, I, I like having the light kind of come in from one angle so you have a little bit of shot on one side it does give some depth to the to the you know the conversation yeah i will say I, I did add on i have a like you can't see it in the shot here but i have a piece of foam board that i set up just right next to my body here and that reflects some of the light back onto the shadow side of my face okay again this is a dollar a piece of you know a dollar piece of foam board yeah uh, from the dollar tree and so just i think window light if you can set up window light that's really good never have light behind you that's a simple thing always have the light in front of you and window lights one of the simplest free things you can do not yeah. sunlight but you know window light light coming from the window it could be sun- it could still be sunny outside and i've got reflected off the my driveway here and then it's coming through my wall of windows here on my face so if you're gonna do a ring light make sure it's big otherwise you're just as good having a small you know bulb in the corner don't waste your money on a small ring light i think that uh that's a common mistake the other thing i will say is that if you wear glasses that can Mm -hmm. sometimes the reflection can be pretty obvious and dramatic with a ring light and so the window lights if you wear glasses window light especially is the way you want to go the ring light's coming from so many different directions that when you you know, the light coming off your reflected, you know, lens—it's going to come from every direction. You're going to get some reflection from some part of your ring light. So it's just—you gotcha. see that on—you see that on on TV all the time right now.
0: Yeah. What about the uh, frequency of light? I think we get these. Uh, so here's a blue light that's got a little higher frequency. Um, very low frequency. I look red and orange. Orange man, bad. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, get, so the
1: frequency the light. of light is going to be also affected by the the color temperature that you have your camera set at. Uh, I will say that it, it's better to have one color temperature of light overall mm. coming at your face. So right now, I turned off my fluorescent lights in here. Because if I had those on, I would have blue up here. And then like on, on the left side of my face, it would be relatively warm. The, the, yeah. the, the light from the sun would be warm compared to that. So I'd be you know, blue up here and orange over here. So the same color temperature generally is better. Um, not, not two different color temperature lights. Uh, I think if you do, if you go with the window light, just having one big, like diffuse window light, it's just, it's free. It's easy. I think it's a really, if another thing you could do is if you have a porch, if you have a porch and, and, and you don't have sunlight coming in right on your face, you could just go have your face, your face is going to be facing the outside of the porch and the backdrop would be part of your house. That would give you fantastic light on your face as well.
0: Yeah, you are just yeah, no outside. Sir. You're at the risk of maybe a train coming by or an ambulance, or, <laughs> right? That's uh, right. Or or a
1: bird landing on your shoulder. I don't right. know. It could be it could be serene. I'm just, yeah. You know, right. It's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. Yeah, just thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. That's good advice. All right. So any other uh, words you want to share with our students that are uh, right now going through interviews? It's stressful that you've been there both on side of an interviewee and also an interviewer as a residency leader. So what what other pearls do you want to give them real quick?
1: Yeah. So I I, I think that one of the biggest things is to kind of get, make conversation that is not about, you know, medicine or emergency medicine, try to have a conversation about something that you are passionate about. And when I, the best interviews that I can remember with medical students who want to be, you know, emergency physicians are, are, the, are the interviews where I had this, co- this conversation about something where we had some, some mutual sort of like common ground conversation, but they were very passionate about whatever they were, with, what they were talking about. And, you know, everyone's got their own canned answer about why they want to do emergency medicine. Try not to make it canned because you're going to get asked that question, um, but, you know, try to keep it uh, not generic. How about describing a specific circumstance that, that you can remember that's formative and, and mm-hmm. what made you personally decide to do emergency medicine? Don't give me a, you know, I, I like the variety of patients and, you know, I, I just love all the different areas of medicine. These are all like generic talking points. You can go on the SEM website and find, but it's not going to really play that well. It's just going to be, it just, you'll just go like, you'll be in the noise of the other students. You need to rise above the noise and make yourself stand out by, you know, making your own values and interests shine.
0: Well, Ben, I think um, that's exactly kind of what you did today is I think this is a a hack that will hopefully allow the students to shine in a good way, set themselves apart and show their best foot forward. So uh, we really appreciate you coming on the EM said podcast today. Thank you for sharing your amazing hack and wisdom. We appreciate that. So, uh, on behalf of my colleague ER Doctor Nate, uh, this is your EMED coach, Doctor Scott Weeder, signing off for another edition of the EM Stud Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our organization or our podcast, you can reach us at www.emstud.com. Also, special thanks to our parent organization, the Society of Academic Emergency Medicine, and so you can find them at sem.org. So, on behalf of ER Doctor Nate, this is Scott Weeder saying, "Be well, be safe, happy holidays." Rotate well, my friends.